Welcome to the Otaku Spirit Fine Arts Category Podcast. I am Andrew and I am joined here with Chris. Yeah. And today we are going to look at one of the most beautiful fine arts that you will ever find from the studio Ghibli. Yes, we will be. Ghibli. Yes. Yes, yes. Not Ghibli, Ghibli. Yeah, anyways. <laughs> this is the Otaku Spirit Anime Cast. Otakuspirit.com uh, is our website. You have been listening to... I totally didn't have that up here. The Legend of Ashitaka, ending by Joe Hishai, Hisaishi, um, again, which is the opening for... They didn't get blown away or nothing with that one, did they? Who? Anybody who's listening. If anybody actually listens to us. Uh, nobody listens to us. That's the great thing about it. We just listen to ourselves. Um, but yeah, this is going to be covering two of Studio Ghibli's works, which is Kiki's Delivery Service and Princess Mononoke. Going to do some reviews on both of those shows, get a little discussion going on uh, a couple of kind of topics inside there. So, definitely hope you all enjoy these reviews. Uh, we're going to kick off our first review, which is going to be on Kiki's Delivery Service, and that is a film by directed by Hayao Miyazaki, which is no surprise there. I think both of these are Hayao Miyazaki. So, you're on the wrong one, sir. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm. You're, you're making critiques of my tab. Stop it. Um, but yeah, uh, Kiki's Delivery Service uh, follows a 13-year-old girl who has just reached the the age in which witches will generally set out into the world and train to kind of, I, I guess it's to survive and, and learn skills on their own rather than being under their own household. And of course, by even not guessed it already, Kiki is a witch. She's from a witch family. Um but she hasn't really had too much time to spend with her mother to kind of learn the important skills that she'll need to be on her own. And I, I guess their family didn't really expect her to even leave because um, times have changed. Uh, but that doesn't stop her. She's excited. She runs off, jumps on her broom, makes her, her, her venture out into the world. And she stops into this port city of Corico. In that port city, she kind of quickly realizes that this bustling city doesn't really have a witch in there. She, they usually don't go to a town that has a witch already, so she's kind of excited to go there and and be the witch for that town. But she quickly realizes that it's not too they're not too fond of the idea of having a witch. There's I mean there's a police officer that wants to write her a ticket for causing a big scene in in a traffic area. Um but yeah she kind of gets discouraged at first but then she meets this uh this this owner of a bakery. She helps this bakery owner uh, deliver a pacifier that was left behind because she's afraid the the baby's going to be upset if she didn't have that pacifier. So she kind of zooms off of the broom, kind of, whoa, wow, she actually can fly. She's actually a real witch. Um, but then when she comes back, she she ends up finding that she can stay at uh, a little room that they have at the bakery that she can kind of stay at because she has no place to stay. And she quickly kind of reboosts her morale for the moment because she realizes that hey, there's something I can do here, which is delivery, deliver goods. So she starts delivering for the bakery and stuff, and she ends up opening this Kiki's Flying Delivery Service. And through that, she basically learns the ups and downs of this of, of being alone. She learns how to uh, you know, run her own business, um, meeting people, meeting mean people, but kind of finding the beauty in, in the world that she's in and growing as her, her own girl, basically. That's that's basically the story that I want to hit on. So, but yeah, just a, I, I kind of uh, put it in my review on my written review is that what excels in Kiki's delivery service is the fact that it doesn't try to be too much. It it does plenty well to uh, create some heavy content, but not overly heavy to the point that it's trying too hard. It's just a well packaged 
uh, story all, all overall. It's just it's well paced. It has a solid introduction. It sets the groundwork. It does a well setup. It 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 comes to the conclusions nicely, and it just it's all in one beautiful package. What do you think? You haven't said anything. The so story far. wise, <laughs> story wise, I'm I'm not I'm not sure. You normally we split it up into different sections. Yeah, we're starting with story. Story wise, uh, yeah, I I have to agree. There wasn't really anything deep. It, it just, I mean, yeah, there was probably a little bit of symbolism. Um, I think that it probably revolved around her magic mostly, but. I, what I could theorize is what the what the symbolism was in there. I don't think that it was anything that was extravagant. It was more around the 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 revolving around the magic as as her as, as a girl. So when she loses her her magic power, she's giving up on on accepting what it is to be herself, and therefore she she loses the beauty that is her. her. Which doesn't make her not beautiful. It's just that a lot of, a lot of it I was think, trying to realize that uh, not to let the magic define her. Exactly, and I, th- I I think that that's a lot of it. Is 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 all of that is encapsulated in it, and it doesn't. You don't have to dig into it. You can if you want to. I think that's what makes this story as a whole so well told. Is you don't have to. It it's just a feel good, great, just love story it's not a love story but it's just a loving story it's a coming of age story really yeah it really opinion. is it, it's it even though it's the fact that she's 13 years old being thrown out of this world it kind of seems quite jarring to definitely a western audience um but it it's fine in the fact that it doesn't try to oh mouse she's a big girl and and she's she boom she's a woman and she's 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 dealing with all these very adult things no it's, it's simply as she comes there and she's Oh, I'm going to start a little business, and she's throwing her money out there. So it still keeps to an innocent aspect of she's still 13 years old, but she is definitely, yeah, trying to start her own business and and doing the delivery services and trying to meet schedules and dealing with, yeah, this person wants you to deliver something to this boy, and then the boy doesn't really care about what was delivered to him. It's kind of shocking that she would go through all this trouble just to have it blow up in her face kind of thing. But it's it's all those aspects that just really make it heartwarming and when it all kind of turns around for her. So it has its downs when it's in in in, sto- in terms of tone because it just doesn't seem like things are going right. And it, it just doesn't try too hard. That's, I think that's what I appreciate about it. It just doesn't, doesn't try too hard. It pulls it off and it does it very, very, very well. And I just I can't find any faults in it. As much as I try... When I was writing my review, I just could not find any faults in it. So, oh, I'm not faulting anything in it. I, even what I was saying, it, 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 it there. You can if you want to, but there, it, it's, it's not. You don't have to. It's, it's just so well encapsulated. It just flows so well. It feels natural when you're when you're listening to each one of these things happen. The character interactions are just so well done. Um, I mean. Yeah, it's it's it the the story's great. I love it. Yeah, Kiki is a very lovable character. I really enjoyed her character overall. Uh, she's definitely one of those protagonists that you want to get behind. You want to cheer for her as she struggles with what she's doing. Um, you have Osuna, which I know Chris especially loves, which is the bakery owner. Oh, I love. She's got that. I loved her laugh. I just 
oh, I wanted to laugh with her. I wanted to jump in and go, yes. <laughs> She's one of those characters that I, I think whenever the show gets in its lower moments and Kiki really needs that support, she is that mother figure to come in and say, you've got a cold. Let me take care of it. I made you this this porridge over here. Eat it kind of thing. Uh, Gigi is kind of a, a mixed thing. It definitely, if you listen to uh, watch the j- original Japanese version, the of course, it was a female voice for the original Japanese version of uh, Gigi. Um, that's mainly because, you know, the Japanese usually have familiar cats usually are gendered female. Um, and it's not as not as crazy goofy as in the English version, which I think is, what was it, Phil Hartman I said it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, he just kind of took it and rolled with it. He did a really good job of it. I, I didn't really find any faults in it. Um, but he does make it a lot more silly and sarcastic than originally. But uh, he definitely does kind of fit in the role of being kind of the uh, comedy relief of the show. He does a really good job of it. I, I really enjoy it. Even the moments where Kiki's kind of getting thrown down in the ditch. He's the one that's going, oh, pardon me, Miss Nudie Cat, and sticks his tongue out not once, but twice. <laughs> I, I, I enjoy Gigi. Um, but yeah, just a really good cast of characters. I, I, I also love a lot of the side characters, like the, the grandma that wanted to deliver the the, the food to her her daughter's uh, her granddaughter's birthday party I thought she was really cool I <laughs> like the 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 maid for the hers over there with the the broomstick trying to act like a witch and she's just overly silly <laughs> yes. just catches you off guard kind of thing but just a, a lot of really good characters kind of surrounding she thinks nobody's looking yeah. but actually the audience is looking but yeah just a just a lot of a really good cast of characters even even the side characters like I said um, the animation wow where do we start? <laughs> That's easier we, said than done. I watched this originally on VHS a long time ago when I got this. Was um, just, I mean, beautiful show back in the day. I mean, that was during, of course, the days of of anime. Uh, you know, hand drawn, frame by frame animation with uh, Studio Ghibli, and of course, still in in in, in Disney. And that's par- partly why a lot of the uh, pretty much everything Studio Ghibli gets brought over is Disney because. They, they understand the worth that they put in these old classics. And the the VHS version of it, when I watched it back in the day, was great. Um, but we watched here recently the Blu-ray version, which is a remastered version that Disney released here recently. And it's just, they did a really good job on this Blu-ray version of it. So I definitely say go out and get it. It's, it was originally made for widescreen, so you don't have to worry about cropping or anything. It's just, it really kind of emphasizes the fact that this was a very beautiful film, even though it was made, made way back in 1989. Yeah. I mean, 89, and it still looks absolutely gorgeous. And that's mainly because, again, I mean, sadly, it was like sweatshops for them, and I uh, that's what kind of sucks about it, but they they hand-drawn each one of these things, and we've all known before, if you don't know already, Hayao Miyazaki was, he was one of those types that would be looking over everybody's shoulder. Look, you got this frame off, move out of the way, let me fix this. And he'll he'll move that line over if he needs to. He'll jump in there and he'll move things around. He's just, he was very strict about this stuff. And it shows because everything is just beautiful. And we'll get this also with, with Princess Mononoke, but you can pause every moment of this show and it just looks like a cell, a, a lithograph that you'd put on your wall. It's just a, every single frame is a work of art. And it, I was even pointing out when we were watching it, when Kiki first arrives, she flies over the town and you see this big, huge, bustling town. I mean, just littered with people from from curb to curb. Every single street is just bustling. Everything is moving. There's no stills. 
And, and it's even not copy the vehicles, and pasted. They have this whole circle area of vehicles that's circling around this 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 town circle, and they're not CG. Every person is not CG. They're all doing something. They're walking around. It's just it's not copy pasted. Not copy pasted. It's just not clone robots. They're it's all hand done and just you just see the blood, sweat, and tears they put into this. And it's just something it makes me sad because it's just not something I think we will ever see again. Because again, they don't. They, even if they don't use CG specifically, they'll still be computer generating all of these characters, and that's what kind of sucks. It's like a, it's beautiful, and I want to appreciate it, but at the same time, it depresses me. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. It's one of those things. Is I, I I recently was walking through the the living room, and I happened to see uh, on. Uh, on Disney, we leave Disney Channel on during the day for the dogs, and I happen to see uh, Little Mermaid, and and just seeing the 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 hand drawn animation, and I have really come to realize how much I truly love just obviously were- hand drawn animation. And I'm not I'm not moving away from that. I'm using it as an example. This is one of those things about this show is you sit there and you see. I, I, I watching the first part of the show. It was, I I was just absolutely t- just absorbed in what was going on, and then I have to say it was about the point in which she f- she was on the train and she fell through or something, and she was in there with the with all the hay and the and the 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 the, the, the cow was chewing on the hay, and it was like so much painstaking hand drawn one after another after another frame and it's like you can see the quality of of work that was done to do this the when when the air moves and and her dress moves with with her it's just like oh my gosh i could melt watching this show it's just so beautiful i was going to point out that one of the funny things if you if you look into the production of this this uh this whole entire movie they orig- the original art they had for Kiki was that she had long hair. And the fascinating thing is that you find out if you look into it, they chose to cut her hair short because they felt it would be too much for the animators to have to animate long hair. Because, yeah, every time there's, you know, air, every time she she's moving, the hair is just kind of flowing around with it. It's Her hair is not solid. It's just kind of constantly flowing. I just honestly, I'm like, I, I don't know how they would pull it off to to animate the hair being long it would have been a huge undertaking alone which i mean is a case with with most things you, you you often see where they most main characters they don't really have long hair because it just doesn't in a, in a case of something that's really well animated because they're they're gonna have to animate all that hair just moving around with everything um but it doesn't it doesn't break from the show having long hair so don't don't take that as a negative um, one of the things I really did want to point out, though, in regards to that same kind of mentality of things just kind of flowing, is that one of the special things in this show is it's allowed chaos. I call it allowed chaos. I, I coined the term in my review. And what I mean by that is, it, it, as the typical things go along, it's almost like they allow things to happen just to show how alive the world is. Uh, I, the points that I kind of point out were... There's this moment where she gets her first delivery job. So she rushes upstairs 
she has these uh, groceries in her her hands, and there's a map in one of the ba- bags. So she runs upstairs, she puts the, the groceries on the table, and she reaches into one of the the grocery bags to get the the map out. And as she's running away, you'll see that the bag just falls over, and the stuff is just scatters on the floor. And then you'll have this moment where she's with her friend. Her friend offers her some bubble gum, and she goes to pour it in her hands, and it overflows out of her hands. Just a bunch of little balls just falling everywhere. And just like this moment where she's she's kind of frantically upset, and she runs up the the stairs, and she kind of missteps. It's just little things that they allow to happen to show that one the character is fallible, and two that this this is a live world. There's it's not just stiff environments. It's not you walk in, do what you're doing, and leave. It's everything is alive. And I just I it's a weird thing to for me to kind of go through high praising but it's it's a little things that just make this show it looks like a like i said an art, a artwork and it, everything is just has love put into it and it's just not something you get anymore and that's mainly the reason why we're doing this review it's an old show or old movie i mean like i said back in 1989 but it's one of those things where i want to get awareness out by reviewing it and i want to highlight it because if you haven't watched it or if you don't own it the Blu-ray is what you need to grab because you need to you need to have this in your collection because, like we said before, this is something we'll never, ever get again. And it's something we should appreciate and have in our collection. And it's it's a it's an ageless thing. So whether you're old, like I watched it when I was a kid and I really enjoyed it. And I watched it as an adult and I really enjoyed it. So it's something that just kind of transcends, transcends age. And it's not a case like... Uh, you know, Disney films are now where it, they make it to our families and enjoy it because they have the hidden sexual humor or whatever that adults are going to get just so they sit there and watch it with their kids. This was just overall, it had a very heartwarming and very easy to follow, but yet still very entertaining show just for what it was. Yeah. I, I, I wholeheartedly agree. I mean, gush. <laughs> I don't know, anything else that we can gush on? I, yeah. Gush I on mean, everything. I, I I agree. Nothing is truly background in this show. I mean, it is truly everything is alive, a very integral part of the world that she's around. Uh, it, it's so, I mean, alive, I guess, would be a great way of putting it because there's no real way to say her, the, the little intricacies of, of her bow and on her head moving and the, 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 the little twills of the broom as she's flying through the air, the, 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 the just the Gigi climbing around on her as she's flying around. Yeah. You're like that cat's going to fall and die. The, 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 the little radio, the way it sways in the air as, it, as it's hanging off the front of her broom. I, it was, this is just such a beautiful show. I mean, I love a lot of the stuff that I miss when I watched a long time ago too. Like they, they get, they kind of crack jokes at, little things about witches and traditions and one of the things they kind of mentioned was at some point she makes this this pack of crows really angry and she kind of point out the fact that crows used to respect witches and now they're they're devolved like this or or speaking to the the crows or whatever or the birds and figuring out when uh turns and stuff like that i love those little things uh, one of the more fascinating things about that i ran into when i went to watch this and review it was that I didn't realize that they changed a couple things with the Blu-ray release. So this is information. It's not docking anything or really anything. It's just kind of interesting aspects of it. Uh, when I was looking at the reviews for the Blu-ray on like Amazon and stuff, 
one of the biggest complaints was where there was two things. One was that they changed the intro song. And I was like, that's right. I remember there was a different song for the intro. Uh, when, of course, they had the original song that they played in the original Japanese version, which was uh, which was uh, Message of Rose, which is uh, Yumi Ar- Ar- Arai. Arai. was a cool song it's very fun very upbeat in the in the english version when they brought it over originally they put a song in there which was sydney it was sydney forest which is called soaring and so when i went to listen to that song again i was like oh my gosh i remember this from the vhs version i love this song and it was the song that i attached to the show song it's a very it's a very disney-ish type song so don't expect too much out of it but it still held a place in my heart and it, it kind of got me a little nostalgic and what's funny is when they brought up the blu-ray again this new release they switched it back to the original message of rouge and it caused a big uproar this i gave this to my daughter who watched it a long time ago and she was upset because it didn't have the intro song that she loved so much like oh really excuse me <laughs> is that big of a deal but it, I'm not gonna not here to bash them. It's just a fascinating thing. The second controversy that this this uh, this show this re-release happened was that, uh, and this might be a somewhat well. You you pretty much already mentioned it before. At some point, uh, things start changing for Kiki, and she's realizing that uh, she's losing certain aspects of her, and one of them is uh, that she can't understand Gigi, which is the cat that she's with. And her her own personal cat. And at the very end, towards the end of it, in the English release, the first English release in America, they had Gigi say something when he came up to Kiki at the very end. And that was not part of the original Japanese version. In this next release, this Blu-ray release, they kept they they took that phrase out that that they put in there of phil hartman saying something to kiki and again that's another thing that people made this big uproar about it and again it's a case of you don't realize that's fixing the mistake they made in the first english release so essentially what happens is you have this aspect in the original japanese hayao miyazaki meant for the idea of kiki moving on and not relying on gigi when they made their English release in Disney, they put that phrase in there just so people would be happy that there was this big happy ending. She can understand Gigi again. 
And then in this next Blu-ray release, they're basically fixing that mistake. She's not meant to hear Gigi. So <laughs> I just found that kind of fascinating. I don't think it's too much a spoiler, but it's just one of those aspects of if you're coming back into it and that you find that I mean, it's it's gotten to the point where people are putting one-star reviews all over Amazon over the change of that one song and the fact that they fixed, again, fixed the fact that he was not supposed to say something at the end. So don't let those reviews discredit like they're it, it's sadly doing on Amazon right now, and it's kind of sad to see that. So just some interesting info to throw on, y'all. But yeah, amazing movie. Can't recommend it enough. It's so great to have a show that we can gush on so much and find no faults. I don't find that a bad thing. I'm happy that I can gush on something and uh, definitely go check it out, which is great because we're going to run right into another gush show <laughs> or gush movie. Um, our second review, do you have anything final words for Kiki's Delivery no, Service? Why haven't you watched it yet? You, you, the, the famous phrase from Chris, why you have not watched it yet. Uh, <laughs> moving on to Princess Mononoke. Again, this is another uh, Studio Ghibli film, and it was, again, done by Hayao Miyazaki. And this one follows uh, a boy named Ashitaka. At some point in his own remote village, he has a little tribe that he is a prince of, this tribe. Um, at some point, this they, they notice that something is coming through the forest to their village, and they quickly realize that it is a some type of cursed being... They end up realizing it's a it's a boar god that has been cursed, and it is heading straight towards their village. Well, Ashitaka, being the brave person he is, decides to stop this cursed boar, and in the process of killing it, he ends up being grabbed by it, and that that simply being touched by that being curses you. So his arms get gets grabbed, his arm gets cursed. Uh, the tribe leader lady ends up kind of pointing out that. It's going to spread. It's going to take over your entire body. You you need to leave this. We've we've done a... They, they cast stones and realized that he's going to have to leave the village, go seek out the forest god, see if there's a way that you can cure this curse. Kind of make a purpose to the, the remaining days you have. So he cuts his hair, which is a symbolism of leaving the tribe. He walks out. He's not supposed to see anybody. He walks out, leaves. Um, as he's traveling to find answers, basically, he ends up running into this uh, this entire, what do you call it, the Iron Works or something like that. It's a big, huge iron, t- iron town. This big, huge uh, town that's run by this lady, Aboshi. And Aboshi is pretty much, I would say, probably the core of everything that's going on. Uh, she was the one that shot that boar, which cursed it. Um, she is part of this big town that is basically bringing a new era to the world. Uh, her purpose is to mine the iron, make money off of it, destroy the, t- uh, the, the remove the, the forest so that they can grow, but in the same time, they're also being pushed back by the forest, which is filled with spirits. And so she desires to kill the forest spirit because she wants to, she doesn't want them meddling with them anymore. And of course, and within that, I thought that the I thought that the steel lady was just where we as long as we don't mess with them they won't mess with us. No, she wants to kill. She wants to no, kill the, the guy. The the monk did. They both went there together. Yeah, the monk basically enlisted her because the monk used to. Uh, the monk wants to wants to give the head to the his leader because his leader thinks it's going to grant him immortality. But 
yeah, Lady Boshi's dealing with the fact that they're fighting back. They're they're regrowing the trees and pushing them back on a regular basis. So she's building the weapons to fight it. I thought she was using the weapons to fight the other group of That was a third humans. faction. That was a third uh. faction that was coming in. They were taking advantage of the fact that they were leaving in order to take over. But yeah, that's all later stuff. Who cares about that? Um, but I, I mean, the rest that I really want to point out is that at some point, uh, it, Ashitaka ends up finding uh, this pack of wolves, which also has this girl who has been brought in to this pack of wolves, which her name is San. And by meeting San, he ends up basically, f- he, he's essentially communicating with both sides of this one battle. He's he's seeing the side of the the, the spirits by uh, working with San, and he's seeing the side of the humans by working with uh, the Iron Town, and that's kind of what creates this really interesting story overall. But I really, really, really enjoy this story. I, like this is kind of similar to Kiki's Deliver Service. I watched this on DVD a long time ago, and it was just one of those stories that you just don't see anywhere. It's it really hit a lot of. Uh, it's it's one of those uh, you could almost see it being an alternate history kind of thing, where this was this world that was once lush and full of forests, and at some point as mankind grew and got more industrial, got you know guns and all that kind of stuff, and they fought back against this uh, this forest spirit that it probably eventually led up to how we are now where we just don't have this presence of respect for spirits and stuff like that. And that's why it kind of it's kind of interesting in the idea that it could be somewhat of a parallel universe cuz it almost seems grounded even though it is dealing with spirits. I, I if that makes any sense. It's what's in my head, so <laughs> deal with it. But it was in that that I really enjoyed it. I thought Ashitaka was a good character. He was definitely, like I said before, he was definitely that middle ground to give you, through his eyes, you're seeing both sides of it and how they kind of intertwine. That was really well done because they had Son on one side. If they didn't have Son there, I think it would be a little more difficult for them to have pulled off what they pulled off. Um, but even having that wolf girl there, you were allowed to see both sides of the coin, which was really interesting because you've seen... The pros and cons of both sides. You've seen the struggle of both sides, and that's I think is important in the story. Um, I didn't care for Lady Eboshi, but that's mainly because what she her story that was her story, and I didn't like her for that. But that's it, which is funny because they didn't really paint her as an evil person, which is, again is one of those things that makes this story interesting. Is that it doesn't seem like anybody's t- particular is evil. Monk it's is. just it seems. Yeah, yeah, I kind of agree with you. At first, it didn't seem like too evil, but it all came from that one arrow at the very beginning. A lot of this would not have happened. Do you realize that? It was that one arrow at the very beginning that you were so passionate about that started. It was actually the arrow that the, there was one guy that was going to go chop. who was actually going to just kill that monk and he shot off his arms. Yeah. That was the monk that was running away right there. Uh, later on, he says, thank you for saving me kind of thing. But now it's it's funny to realize that none of this would have happened if it weren't for that one arrow. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's I like that they didn't really villainize really anybody in particular. Although, like you said, there are some that you see that push it a little bit too far. But it's nice that you can stand stand by each one of them and really get an interesting story without completely detesting uh, being detested by or disgusted by any particular character. 
I like that they humanized the Iron uh, Town and how he he gets to meet each one of those people and learns how they run and, and learns how they're all supported by Lydia Boshi. And then on the other side, you're learning about San and how how she became to be part of this wolf pack and how her parents were, you know, this disgusting sign of human being, which makes them hate, which, which only solidifies their hatred for humans or, or whatever. And then the, the spiritual aspect that I love the, the spirits, the, the, the four spirit, the, the, the little weird mushroom looking guys. I mean, everything is just very lively and very beautiful and just artistically created. And I'm, I'm starting to push into uh, animation. I know. Did you have anything to add to the story before I start gushing on? Animation? I loved I loved Lady Aboshi, but I'm sorry. <laughs> Waifu material right there. Son got gots too. <laughs> <of> wolves. <laughs> she Who wouldn't want the girl that was, that lives with the wolves. Yeah, I, I, I gotcha. Um, Ashitaka was great. I thought she, he was. He came in strong. He was. He he just had this cool aspect to him. He was very very open to listening to people. Had this ability to you know get people to talk to him. He, he had a very a very demanding personality that just got the attention of people that are around him. Um, I I love. Uh, like my brother was saying the the arrow i i i it was so funny when he was rewatching the show i had to come back in here just so i could see this one scene where with the decapitation arrow I, it's just like a scene that is just perfectly embedded in my in my my memory as one of the greatest animated scenes of all time um story but yeah the story i thought it it was really interesting to see all these little things, especially the the symbolism invo- involving the um, the indus- ind- industrialized world that is destroying the industrialized world and the the warring aspects of humanity that are destroying the nature and what is beautiful about nature. Um, it's really nice that they didn't really make it seem like. It wasn't a tree hugger story, which you would think it would be. It's just kind of a, this is what's really happening in this world. And this is what's really damaging this world. It's not, it wasn't, it, it's not preachy, but it's, it's giving a message. In no, this world. I, I think that it is kind of a tree hugger. If you want to call it that it is kind of a tree hugger story. The, the, but the, the way that it is but it's not the preaching way that the fact it's, that it's not slapping no, you in no, the face with it is no, what no, I mean. No, 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 I, I disagree. What I'm saying is it it presents it in a way that shows that it's more of an aspect of it's not so much that you're evil, it's more along the lines of that you're just ignorant. Yeah, a lot of them, they point that out a lot that they don't really see the both sides of it. Ashitaka is the one that's constantly saying, no, you don't see both sides of this. Yes. You don't see that you're hurting things. Mm-hmm. You don't see that we don't want war. You're seeing hatred. I don't want to... He even says it to Lady Boshi when he first comes there. I'm supposed to come here to see things with eyes un, untainted with hatred or something like that. And she laughs at it because she thinks that he's just... She just assumes that he's just a, a ignorant little child. But in actuality, he is the... I'm in the middle of this two-coin, the side coin, and I'm showing you there's two sides of it, and she doesn't want to see it because she sees her own goals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I can I, I can see both sides of that. I I just like I said, I just don't see. I don't think it's one of those ones where you have this big long monologue of how humans are destroying everything and this whole long thing at the beginning where it's just kind of telling you about. And it's the same in the real world, and they show cars driving down the street and pollution coming out or anything like that. It's just here is this story, and it tells it very well in that in that in that regard. But yeah, getting into the animation again, just like with Kiki's Delivery Service, when I was taking uh, screenshots to put on my review for uh, this this uh, one, which I haven't done the written review yet, but I have the images for it. It was amazing that I was again just like with Kiki's Delivery Service, and even more so with this one because it has a lot more action scenes and a lot more battles happening. And even with this one, when you're taking the screenshots, it just seems like everything is every frame is again a masterpiece and it again is a testimony to studio ghibli and hayao miyazaki and the awesome work that they put into this series so again i'm gonna gush and repeat the same things but i just want to get that out there um i i think this is one of the ones where they started getting more into uh blending a little bit of computer work into the uh like the scent the the cursed boar i'm not 100 percent on that one but i think they use a little bit of uh computer assistance for that but it's not like cg kind of stuff so don't don't get me wrong there i think it was more just finding uh some kind of shortcuts for it but everything else is just it's all hand-drawn beautifully done stuff Oh, the the forest spirit was probably the perfect example of the absolutely how artistic, how artistic that they can get. Like with Kiki's it. delivery service was more grounded, even though he did have a witch character and every now and then some magic poof and the whole flying on the the broomstick. The on on Princess Mononoke, you were getting more into yeah spirits, more into all these different designs. And what I was kind of pointing out earlier was those little mushroom guys, which I really loved. And it was, again, a, another one of those things where they attention to detail kind of thing. But at some moment, he's he's carrying this injured guy through this forest. Ashitaka is. And he's, they of course, they're panicking over these little mushroom guys. But he's like, no, these are these are these little minion spirits to this big tree spirit. And they're going to show us a way through it. And so he kind of asked them, can you show us through this forest? And so they're following him. The guy's like, you, you, can't, you can't trust these things. They're probably tr- leading us to their leader kind of thing so he can eat us. And he's like, no, no, they're not, they're not hostile. And and my my what was it, little, uh, his his amazing companion Yakul, Yakul's not yes. Yakul's not Coolest afraid. Coolest ever. Yeah, Yakul's awesome. Uh, Yakul's not afraid, so we shouldn't be afraid. So he's he's carrying this guy, and at some point he almost kind of has a moment where he he needs to take a quick breather, and you can see these little mushroom spirits, and they're carrying other mushroom spirits up the up the side of this hill, and so it's almost like a, this little intention detail that little quick, little brings a little smile to your face kind of moments that they, they throw in there. But I agree that I think that's the Princess Mononoke more than Kiki's Delivery Service showed a lot of more artistic stuff because there was more out of this world kind of stuff that they can deal with, which was in the spirits the design of the world that we're going into, and it definitely shows. I, I definitely agree that the the forest spirit, uh, just seeing the the big huge one, the another big boar that is being cursed, and just seeing her kind of swipe away all these things that are growing out of it. It was just everything is just everything's moving. There's nothing that's still. It's just beautiful. Gush, gush, gush. And by the way, gush. 
<laughs> I, I just I I can't say enough about it. It's just a very beautiful show. Um, I don't really have any interesting fun facts like I did with Kiki's Delivery Service. So, um, unless you have anything else to add to uh, Princess Mononoke, I, I think we'll probably include it from there. Are Are you sure we're done with this one? Amazing soundtrack. No, yes. we're not done. <laughs> Yes. Um I I loved Kiki's Delivery Service music just because it's very fun and 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 bouncy. Um Are you going back with, to you're going back to Kiki's Delivery Service. I'm just m- mentioning why I didn't oh. mention the soundtrack in Kiki's Delivery Service, but I'm mentioning it here. But with with Princess Mononoke, it has a lot more heavy orchestra music, great kind of opera-ish type vocals to go with the music, and you'll hear it with the intro and exit of this 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 podcast. But just the musical scores that they have this are, are ones that I still have in my albums now because they're just they're 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 orchestral masterpieces and they definitely stand on their own. They're they're on iTunes if you want to check them out, um, all available for download. Um, but they are definitely if you're into classical music, they are standalone beautiful pieces that definitely should be checked out. Yeah, I think I'm now done with gushing. Are you sure? I hope so. All right. My final words for the for Princess Mononoke. Why haven't you sit, watched you, this yet? You say it again. <laughs> We're just going to make the title for this podcast. Why aren't you Why aren't you watching these? Yeah, there you go. You won't have anything else but that. And you're showing me artwork. Oh, it's a crossover. It's a backwards. Yeah, a crossover. They're both, they're <laughs> no, a crossover would be... Yeah, switch and gender switch. Nobody knows what the hell we're talking about. <laughs> we'll, we'll make that the, the 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 no, we can't do that because we'll use that scare for people. animation. But yeah, you'll scare um, people. But yeah, we hope you all enjoyed this uh, review of two amazing Studio Ghibli uh, works of art. And just like with Princess Mononoke, it's another one of those ones where I think you definitely need to go out and buy the Blu-ray because again, it is very well done, very clean, very nicely done uh, Blu-ray collection of that. Um, so don't miss out on that. Definitely go out and buy that because. You want to keep these in your collection because these are these are works of art that you're never going to see again. They, I think they're testimonies to the great work that was put into animation back in the day that should not be missed. And again, it's another one just like Kiki's Liver Service where it's very ageless. So, yeah, we hope you all enjoyed these two reviews of Absolute Gushing. And we hope that you got so much gushing that you can't even stand the gushing anymore because we love him. So, we hope you all enjoyed. Y'all take care. Um, our outro song... Is again from Princess Mononoke. It is Princess Mononoke by Joe Hishashi and Yoshikazu Meta. So you got both Ashitaka and Monon- and Son in here. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, our Mononoke. This hand. is a great podcast. Mononoke Hime. We had we had Kiki. We had Mononoke. We had uh, we had Ashitaka. This is too much awesome. Too much. In too, one. much gushing, too, like much, said, too, too much. Too much. Too much. Too much awesome in one show. If you enjoyed it, if you have any memories, like I've gushed out of my memories of it, uh, definitely leave us a, a comment for the article for this episode. Again, you can find us at talkingspirit.com. Go there for our news, reviews, and coverage of new and old anime, as well as our form of, forum of amazing people to talk about anime with. Um, you can definitely find the article for this podcast in the forums under the anime cast discussion forums. We thank you all for listening. You hope you have a wonderful day, and you all take care. Oh,